You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Gilliver. I don't like you. <laughs> Shall I call you Alfredo for the rest of the episode? No, because he's nasty. He's my favorite character. <laughs> oh, he's nasty. <laughs> but we are uh, returning with another episode of Dealer's Choice Month with episode 206, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, came out in 1990. It's an hour and 25 minutes. Directed by Jeff Burr. Who did? <laughs> it's cold in here. It is. There must chilly. be a leatherface in the atmosphere. I said. <laughs> we already got the singing, uh, but he did uh, from a whisper to a scream. Stepfather two, make room for daddy. Pumpkinhead two, blood wings. Puppet master four and five, night of the scarecrow, and puppet master blitzkrieg massacre. Um, before I get into the cast, because it is a, a long cast here. I'll go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this here movie. Maurice, this was uh, your pick for Dealer's Choice, so why don't you tell us what you think? Well, I, I just wanted to pick something to get through a franchise. I get through this <laughs> franchise. You and I were on this on the same page with this one. Um, but it turns out I actually don't hate it as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not a good movie. Oh, I disagree. Um, it's not a good movie. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's yeah. not a good movie, though. Like, the acting's terrible. I, I think some of the acting's okay. The music's really good. The music's fucking awesome. Yeah, the music's really good. Um, I mean, you have Viggo Mortensen pre-Lord of the Rings. <laughs> With his big old teeth. Playing Tex. Like, Eddie. I wish you'd call me Tex. <laughs> no, darn it, I told you. Um, he's probably the biggest name in this. Well, you have... Um, oh Ken Foray. Yeah, I would say Ken Foray, Dawn of the Dead. And uh, anyone outside of this, listening to this, is not going to know who Ken Foray is. Okay, well, my other one was going to be William Butler, but yeah, anyone outside of this one. <laughs> anyone outside the horror community ain't really going to know William Butler either. When I, when I said a big name, like if I mentioned a Viggo Mortensen to... A random. Thing yeah, the that's true. That's They're true. not going to know who my, William Butler is. My mom right. knows who Viggo Mortensen yeah. is, <laughs> but she ain't going to know William Butler or you know Ken Foray. No, I'm not saying that they're not great. I mean, they are. I love. I love Ken. But um, yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely uh, watching watching it critically. It's a fun watch. It's uh, it's cheesy at moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I don't know, like the mask. Like I said in our group chat, I, I truly believe the only good Leatherface mask was in part one. I think the mask, uh, both the, the pretty lady mask and the regular mask in part one, I think look great. Mm-hmm. Part two, I love the way the mask looks, but it looks silly. It, it yeah. doesn't look like it doesn't look like human skin. It looks like a latex mask. And then every other film, why are you just staring at me like this? Because you have a little piece of glitter... <laughs> on the end of your eyebrow. Oh, that's freaking me out now. 
Were you working a different job before we came over? Well, you know, I, I told you, my, my stage name is Buttermilk Hotcakes. I work at the Toolbox. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have to have a, you know, a secondary job these days. Bills are hard. Yeah. Um, but where the fuck was I saying that completely derailed me? I'm so, I was just like mesmerized for a I just looked over little... and you were staring at me creepily. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, Leatherface, the only other time I thought that the mask looked cool, I was 100% in the minority because it was the Netflix uh, chainsaw where I loved the gross, wet, bloody mask just slapped over his face. But people hated it, and I understand why. But yeah, this one, hot garbage. The mask is terrible. I mean, really, there hasn't been a better mask or Leatherface since part one. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I feel like two and three weren't even trying. Four, we won't even get into four. <laughs> four, oh God. That's the Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, we won't even get He's into that. He's the only good thing in that movie. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, enjoyable movie. Like I said, the, the music's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of heavy metal. Early, like, 90s heavy metal. Yep. So... Overall, surprisingly, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. And I'd probably watch it again. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I might watch it again soon because I had so much fun with it. But Susie, we'll toss it over to you. What are your thoughts? Thanks for asking, guys. So I thought that I had never seen this movie before. Mm. But then, like, bits and pieces of it, like the gas station, Alfredo... I was like, no, I think I've seen it. And then, you know, I watch all those, like, horror... I follow what culture horror. Yep. So I watch a lot of those. But no, when we got to Mama in the house... <laughs> fucking creepy, I man. I knew. I knew. It unlocked, like, a core memory. But I meant... That is, like, the most flying monkeys from hell mask Wizard of Oz shit I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. And the thing that I hate about it is... It's so dark in yeah. like the chase outside in the in the tree in the trees in the forest. Mm-hmm. You can barely see it. So maybe it's that I really hated it because I don't feel I got enough out of it, like to be afraid of it. Understandable. Um, but as far as part two goes, with it being comical looking, yeah, that was like a comedic movie. Well, and that's the thing. Like I said, I, it, it, it fit it. It fit. Yes, it fit, but I still think it didn't look like human skin. It looked like a latex I mask. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, it's a fun movie. I I agree with Maurice though. Is it a good movie? Not really, <laughs> but it's fun. See, I will say it's a good horror movie. Like, would I recommend this to someone that's not a horror fan? No. Oh, would yeah. I recommend this to anyone who likes horror movies? Absolutely, because I feel like what I would qualify it as a good movie. The story is coherent. There actually is a beginning, middle, and end. Like, it doesn't meander all over the place. Like, it, it makes sense what's happening. They tell you very clearly why these characters are going through the area they're going through. Like, everything is just, they set it up beat for beat for beat, where there's no, like, well, how the fuck did they get from there to there? Like, we were talking about last episode yeah. with the slumber party. Um, there's no cacophony of boobs, either. No, there's no noisy boobs in this one. No noisy boobs. <laughs> But, like, I, I do think that the the horror, like, the villains are actually frightening. Um, you know, they're funny when, like, the jokes land. The, the, the humor is quite good. 
Um, and I don't think anyone was truly a bad actor in this. I think, like, everyone did what they were supposed to do. And clearly we're having fun with it. Like, Tom Everett as, as Alfredo, holy shit, that guy was just chewing every scene he was in. And I loved every part of it. He, it prob- he probably was the best part. He, oh. he really was. Even though his, his customer, his character is disgusting. Oh, absolutely. Disgusting excuse but for a human. I, I'll, I'll be honest. This is one of those movies. It, it, there's a piece that sticks in my brain, has stuck in my brain for 20 plus years. But the whole thing where he's sick is like, don't you motherfuckers tell me what I should do. Yes. <laughs> I say that at work all the fucking time. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, I already knew I liked it. It was, it was one of the Chainsaw movies that I've always said was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But watching it critically, I liked it so much more because I was able to watch like, no, they, there's nothing in here that just, they're like, yeah, hey, yeah, hand wave, like, you know, they, they got from point A to point B. We don't know how. Like, there's none yeah. of that. Um, the only thing that I would say is questionable is the day and night cycle. But a lot of movies have that problem, as we've discussed on the show Longest before. Longest school day ever. <laughs> well, because, like, we see them driving in the daytime. <clears throat> and then they come up to the stop, and it's nighttime. And they're like, I'm going to drive through the morning. And then they're, they're still driving. They've never stopped. Um, and then all of a sudden, the truck... And then like, it's night again. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, like I said, the day-night cycle, a little wonky. But I, I, I was a little annoyed with the gear shift scene. I'm like, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also come on. She was like, talking. Oh, come on. Yeah. But, well, but but again, following horror, specifically slasher movie logic, the car will never. I work. I know it's, it's just, stupid. It's, it's <laughs> dude. I had to say, I was like, come on. <laughs> So I thought I would do Shane a solid and start it when I was done with work yesterday while he was making dinner. Uh-huh. Thinking, oh, you know, I'll, it's not, it's like a very special episode. Yeah, it's not too long. Nope. He had to sit and watch most of it. And I was waiting because Shane's really good with like identifying voices. And he's like, that voice is familiar. Who is, who is that actor? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> and then he just... Hung his head. Aragorn the cow- or Aragorn the cowboy. Hey, you gotta get your start somewhere. Yeah, and this technically wasn't even his first movie, but yeah, yeah. um, he was I mean, quite a few things before this. Really, nobody knew of him really until Lord yeah, of the Rings. No. he really had big teeth in this movie. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you. He was easy of him for. He's one of the. Uh, were they Sawyer's? They never really say. They. This is the 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 constant struggle with chainsaw movies. Like, is it this? This isn't like. This isn't the original Leatherface, right? Like, uh, Junior Sawyer. We don't know. His name was Bubba Sawyer. Bubba Sawyer. Yeah, well, uh, Bubba Sawyer in the original, and then Thomas Hewitt in the remakes. Um, And then, did they give him a different name? No, I think it was always Sawyer in in the regular franchise. Yeah. In the main franchise. But they Um, they just call him Junior, so we don't Yeah, they never even call him Leatherface. You're right. So... I mean, they allude at the start of the movie with the the text crawl that it is the same family, um, but who knows? Like that's that's the thing that's always confusing because like in part one you had the cook, you had Leatherface, so Bubba, and then you had Chop Top, and of course there was Grandpa, and not then the fr- Chop Top wasn't in the first. Oh, not Chop Top. I'm sorry, the hitchhiker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He, he became nubbins and said so. We don't want listeners yes, to this, call us out. You're 100 percent true. You're, that's that's right. It was the, so the hitchhiker, the cook, and Leatherface, and then Grandpa. And then in the second one, we have Leatherface, the cook, Chop Top, 
uh, Grandpa and Nubbins. So we also have Grandma, who's a corpse. But yeah. <laughs> Nubbins was apparently the hitchhiker who got run over, and Chop Top was the other brother who was, who in, was Nam. in Nam. Yes. Um, and then in this one, you have Junior as Leatherface. You got Mama. Grandpa's still there. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a corpse. Though. He is he's, a corpse. And they just keep there. pouring blood down his gullet. Yeah. <laughs> but they then there's him a bib. Right. But then you got uh, Mama, Tinker, uh, Tex, or Eddie. Uh, Alfredo and the little girl who never has a name, just the little girl. The little girl. Um, who is also the little girl in Friday the 13th Part 7. Yep, I was going to say, we've seen her before. Oh, Tina. yeah. Uh, little yeah. Tina. She played young Tina. And, um, but yeah, so it's like, it, it is really questionable because then in the next movie, in Next Generation, you have Bubba, you have weird old Matthew McConaughey who traded leg braces with Leatherface in the third one. You know, now he has the brace. So maybe that's what Junior really looked like. <laughs> so really, we'll never know. I yeah. tend to think that it is the same man, mm-hmm. supposed to be the same man, because of the teeth. Because <laughs> them big old horse teeth. Yeah. And he's always licking them. Yeah. Now I uh, I can't believe as many times as I've seen it, part two. But how, does he die? Like how, Leatherface? Yeah. He gets a chainsaw through the gut. Right. Like it, 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 Dennis Hopper sticks him with a chainsaw. And then, um... Like, I know the first one, he only gets cut, and he's in there waving his... Right. He, well, he gets his leg cut in so the first movie. Yeah, he doesn't die in the first one. No, and I think like, that's they're implying in this, is the leg cut led it, to him needing the brace. Oh, okay. So that's how I always took So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it makes... So he probably is the same bubble. And he is skinnier. Mm-hmm. He isn't as bulky as the other two leather faces. So maybe... Maybe it was, like, very, very, like, primitive gastric bypass honestly what i said well when you get a, when you get a chainsaw to your gut yeah that's bypass yeah yeah bypass some shit <laughs> you well, then he, but they get blown up right after that because the cook underneath the table pulls oh, that's the pin right. on the grenade and dennis hopper and leatherface are standing on the table with the chainsaw fight and then dennis hopper screaming bear it all down right, and then right. it all blows up yeah um but uh, let's let's examine this for a second i i think that all of the chainsaw movies are pretty much like reinventing the wheel after part one. Because like part two is a sequel to part one. Yeah. Then part three seems to be a sequel to part one. Part four is saying, hey, forget all of them. This is a new one. And then 3D is saying, you know, forget two through four. This is a sequel to part one. Right. You know, and then Leatherface, uh, the 2017 came out it's and they're like, cool. they're like, forget 3D and all the other ones. This is a prequel to part one. Yeah. And then 2020 or whatever, the Netflix one came out. And it's like it's this. A legacy. This is a, a legacy sequel to Part One, right? Uh, you know, so I think they're just reinventing the wheel every time they make a Leatherface movie. Um, Interesting. But let's get into the cast here. So we have uh, Michelle, played by Kate Hodge, who we would know from Tales from the Crypt, Dead Right. She was in uh, She Wolf of London, Silk Stockings, Xena, Murder She Wrote. So we got one. Um, Beyond the Resonator and Curse Curse of Reanimator and the Resonator. Um, those I know, Dawn, I know you're gonna hate me for this, um, because huge fan of the reanimator movies, but these are really solid Lovecraft horror movies that take place after the Castle Freak remake. They're in that same Lovecraftian full moon universe, and the guy that plays Herbert West in those, while he's an unknown low budget actor, he's really fucking good as Herbert West, so highly recommend those movies. Um, then we have Benny, played by Ken Foray. Obviously, we know Dawn of the Dead. 
Knight Riders, or, um, yeah, Knight Riders, From Beyond, Death Spa, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, which yeah. one day we will have on here. Uh, the Devil's Rejects, Halloween, and Lords of Salem. Did we ever cover Lords of Salem? No. Mm. I didn't think so. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how come we haven't done that one yet? We did 31 and... We've done just about every Rob Zombie movie. We haven't done Three from Hell. We need to do that to finish out the trilogy. Um, All these franchises. Yeah. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> um, then we have Leatherface, played by R.A. Miahoff. He was in Trancers 3, Pumpkinhead 2, Bloodwings, Hatchet 2, Horrorween, and Death House. Actually a very nice guy. I got to meet him at Buffalo Comic Con, I think it was what, 2014, 2015? Um, only briefly, but you know, very nice dude. Then we have uh, Ryan, played by William Butler, who we would know from Ghoulies 2, Friday the 13th 7, The New Blood, Arena, Freddy's Nightmares, Terror Night, Buried Alive, Night of the Living Dead 1990, uh, Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. He's in a lot of stuff. Plus he directs a bunch of Full Moon movies. Uh, then we have Tex, played by Viggo Mortensen, Young Guns 2, Carlito's Way, The Prophecy, Psycho 1998. <laughs> <coughs> I just got chills when you said that. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings films, A History of Violence and Crimes of the Future, which is uh, another one we should cover on here. I like that movie. It was a good movie. Um, then we have I t- haven't seen that one. It's solid. I have I have been wanting to see it. Yeah. That might be something we should put on the on the show for you to see, because I, I really liked it. Yeah. Vote. <laughs> for Incident in a Ghost Land. Otherwise, Mike will never watch it. <laughs> I will, too. Just not any time oh, in the wait. next five years. I, I, okay, let's keep going. I'll, I'll look at this on my own time. And we have uh, Tinker, played by Joe Unger. He was in Escape from New York, Christine, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Twilight Zone, Total Recall, Pumpkinhead 2, and Night of the Scarecrow. We have Alfredo, played by Tom Everett, who was in Friday the 13th 4, the final chapter, Beverly Hills Cop, Death Wish 4, The Crackdown, Die Hard 2, Murder, She Wrote, Tremors 3, and Transformers. Uh, Mama, played by Miriam Bird Nethry. She was in The Dukes of Hazard, Charlie's Angels, Highway to Heaven, and Stepfather 2, Make Room for Daddy. Mm. Um, then finally, we have The Little Girl, played by Jennifer Banco, who was in Friday the 13th 7, uh, The New Blood, Alienation, Married with Children, I always put that on there for you, <laughs> Maurice, uh, Barbed Wire, and most recently, Summer House Slaughter. Who the hell is she playing Married with Children? Just a random little kid. She probably played one of uh, Bud's. I think it was like I think she had like one episode credit, so not not a reoccurring character. Oh yeah, no. But uh, so the basic plot for anyone who has not seen this is a California couple driving through Texas on their way to Florida, and a survivalist weekend warrior run afoul of Leatherface and his sadistic family of cannibals. Dun dun dun. We open with a text crawl explaining the previous movies. Now, this is a long thing, but I decided to write the whole thing down just to say it all. But it's on August 18th, 1973. Sally Hardesty, her invalid brother Franklin, and their friends fell afoul of a bizarre cannibalistic clan of serial predators. Miss Hardesty was the sole survivor of that night. She died in a private healthcare facility in 1977. A single member of the murderous family lived to see trial. The prosecution recorded his name as W.E. Sawyer. He died in the gas chamber in 1981. The jurors concluded that Leatherface, presumed to be an unapprehended killer, was in fact an alternate personality of Sawyer's, activated whenever he donned a crude mask made of human flesh. If there is no Leatherface in reality, then Sally Hardesty may at last rest in peace. If there actually was a Leatherface, he remains at large, and the so-called Texas Chainsaw Massacre was only the beginning. 
I really wish that they would have said her annoying brother. <laughs> Franklin sucks. Oh my god. It's like <clears throat> it's like, oh you think this person's annoying? Franklin's like, hold my hold my pee bottle. <laughs> oh, Franklin sucks so much. But now Quick little comment here. So this is just kind of further proof of them reinventing the story every single time. Because we we know that Sally escaped at the end of part one. Part two, they talk about it. They talk about her being in the mental facility. But if I am not mistaken, part two takes place in the 80s, not the 70s. Mm-hmm. If she died in 77, why would she be in a mental institution in the 80s? Then in part four... We see her in the mental institution at the end of the movie. And that takes place in the 90s. Yep. Um, I'm just real kinds of confused. (laughs) But right after that text crawl, we get a close-up of a screaming girl getting hit in the face with a sledgehammer. And she's got a little flower tattooed on the side of her face. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But then we get the title card. That's how I real... That's how I realize that she's the girl they run into in, like, the swamp. She's not the girl they run into in the swamp. She dies. The girl that gets hit in the face with a sledgehammer? No, the other girl. Oh, that's her sister. No, the yeah, other yeah. That's girl why I was show her Oh, that girl. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was confused because I said we, we show a girl get hit in the face with a sledgehammer and you went, and she has a little tattoo. I did, like, didn't I? Yes. I was like, but that's not the same. All right, Michael May, <laughs> stop yelling at me. <laughs> I've had a very long day at work. Um, I did notice when the title card pops up, it pops up very reminiscent of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, mm-hmm. where it's like the letters like slam into the screen. Yeah. I was like, that's oh, very, very much like Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but we get the opening credits roll as the girl is being processed by Leatherface so he can make a new mask, which they do talk about this in the credits. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that that was meant to be reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street 1 when Freddy making, is making the glove. In the glove. Yeah. And it, it looks very much like that. So it, it was a cool sequence. But this is where we see the, the horrified woman watching through the window. That's the one. Yes, uh, yes with a, the, the sister. Uh, she steps on a twig. Leatherface hears her. She runs and hides, and he goes off to find her. Now we cut to Michelle and Ryan driving along the interstate. On the radio, there's a report of bodies found in a mass grave in a dried-out pond. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Because It's because of the glasses. Mm-hmm. Tommy Jarvis in part six. Part five. Part five. I can totally see that. Yeah. He does. Yeah, William Butler with the glasses on definitely looks like that kid. Yeah. And so. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but, oh, Rufus. Um, but yeah, we find out that the, the two are a couple that are breaking up as Michelle wants to wants some time to figure things out for herself. Ryan is clearly pretty salty about this and will pout about it for the rest of the movie. So why the fuck is he driving cross country with, and that glitter is still on your face. <laughs> It's it's, it's craft like, herpes. It doesn't go it away. It's just. Oh, I bet they still find glitter at the Walmart. <laughs> they the do. legend I of the Sims. Because I still have glitter embedded in the floor of my computer room from I think like 2004 when I spilled a container of glitter when I was working on sculptures. Mm. And yeah, it's still on the floor to this day. You're never gonna. But, it's gonna be like your teardrop. Tangent. Yeah, it'll, it'll. It's gonna be permanently stuck there. Okay, I'm sorry. I just. I can't look at you. <laughs> no now. more glitter talk. No more glitter talk. <laughs> um, but. But why is he traveling with her cross country? Because he's trying to keep her. Yeah, they, and they briefly kind of come up on that because he kind of talked about because she makes the comment of like you know I wanted you on this trip with me so we could talk. 
And he's like, you mean chit-chat and avoid the problem. You know, so basically, like, it sounds like she's running from whatever problems they have. He wanted to work them out. And she's just like, nope, I'm out. And he's just... Why don't you try to Florida with me and see my daddy? Exactly. But um, they listen to the news about the bodies. Ryan makes a comment about how they should fry the sucker who did, who did that. And Michelle comments back, violence is no answer to violence. To which he responds, yeah, well, welcome to the real world, Michelle. One of these days you're going to have to live in it no matter where you run. Foreshadow. Pretty soon, actually. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the next 24 hours. <laughs> so they continue their drive to Texas in, well into the night and eventually run up on the police blockade around the body pit investigation. Now, unfortunately, this film is notorious for the MPAA just chopping the fuck out of it. Um, this was around that time in Hollywood where they had something to prove. And the MPAA was mad at all of the video nasties of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they were like, New Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the fuck you will! And they just destroyed it. You know, they took their chainsaws to it. So we never really get... What's that? We never really get to see a good look of all the effects. But, like, the few shots we do get is quite well done. But it's pretty gnarly and gross. So, I'm about to puke as they're in, like, hazmat suits. Every time, oh my god, the the thought of like someone talking about vomiting when they're wearing something like that, it always disgusts me. Because all I can imagine is that would be the worst thing to puke and then be trapped with it. And, and smell it. And then I imagine, and then I remember Jackass, where uh, Steve-O had the space helmet on and friggin' Preston farted into it and he puked inside the space helmet. And I'm like, oh god! <laughs> so that's all I can think about. But, uh... The forensics guys discuss what they're looking at and comment on how there's at least 40 or 50 bodies just counting the skulls. And then they say that it's like the other body pits they've discovered in other areas of Texas. So, clearly. (laughs) And then they talk about putrefaction. Yes. Now, um, I don't remember how to say it. Uh, They do say the name that it is. It's uh, A-D-I-P-O-C-E-R-E. I don't know how to say that. Can I see it? Adipocere. <laughs> well, they do. They, uh, he, Ryan's character Ryan says, says it. it, and she's like, "All right, Mister Premed." Well, and this this is something I have a whole whole little comment here because this is something that this movie taught me when I first saw this because we didn't really discuss this at the start, but this was one of the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies I saw. Now, I never saw the entire thing until I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. but I saw bits and pieces of it when it was running on Showtime back in the nineties, and I remember seeing this part. And hearing about that and thinking it was so disgusting, like this concept of like the, you know, your fat basically breaking down and turning you into like a poisonous, toxic goo. I was like, that's so gross. And I thought, oh, this thing made up for a movie. Fast forward to my 20s when I found out, no, it's actually a real thing that is often referred to as grave wax because it's a a like waxy like substance that coats a lot of tombs and graves, and it's it's literally the breakdown of human fat. And I was like, that's fucking disturbing. But I'm like, hey, who says horror movies can't teach you something? <laughs> I learned that from this. <laughs> the more you know. Exactly. A little chainsaw flying through the air. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and cutting through the rainbow. <laughs> instead of the saw instead of the saw is family, yeah. the more you know. There you go. So Ryan and Michelle get stopped and questioned by the cops, and we find out, uh, this is where we find out that why they're on the trip, that they're coming from L.A., headed to Florida, because she's delivering the car to her father in Florida. And I'm glad they put this in here, because this is one of those things 
that had I not been paying attention, I would have been questioning, well, why are they, if they're from California and they're going to Florida, why didn't they just fly? And mm-hmm. the cop even says, what, something wrong with the airports? And she goes, well, I'm delivering this car to my father. And it's like, ah, okay, so now we have a reason for you guys to be Keep driving. Keep driving and don't you stop for nobody or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not ominous or anything. So they continue to drive through the night and well into the morning. I was like, do they not sleep? Because they seem pretty bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, considering they've been awake this whole time. <laughs> but, well, cocaine. True. But maybe they're not as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as I thought, because suddenly, Armadillo. <laughs> she swerves and hits the poor little guy. <laughs> so they hit the Armadillo and see that he's still alive, but barely. Michelle goes to put him out of her misery, going, I'm sorry, little guy. And then she's like, I can't do it, and gives the rock to Ryan. So Ryan goes to kill the the armadillo. But before they kill him, we see something that they never fucking explain. The armadillo has one of Tinker's earrings. Yes. Why does the armadillo have one of Tinker's earrings? And later with a coyote, we see that he has one of Tinker's earrings. Because so, he likes to tinker with the animals. That's I'm like, does he just is he marking them? Like these are these are my this like is my deer. livestock. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. I, yeah, I think that. It's just I know they don't explain it, but that's it's just a random detail yeah. that just kind of. Well, I mean, they're backwoods hicks. I mean, true. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Alfredo does have little lizards on nooses decorating his gas station. Yeah, so, so maybe they just know. like to fuck with animals too. And booby magazines with partalism. Vagines cut out. Mm-hmm. Well, his mama cut out her vagine, so. <laughs> and, then, and then he did Papa's. Oh, so gross. So they they kill the little armadillo and they're on their way. Cut to Aragorn the cowboy, a.k.a. Tex, getting dropped off at the last chance gas station. Thank you, sir. You drive safe now. <laughs> like, where the fuck was he even coming from? Lord only knows. Missoula. And, and why didn't he tell this guy to turn down the wrong road? But, well... Was, didn't they have a thing with, like, they wanted two? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why that sticks in my head. Maybe it's because the girl with the tattoo and her sister. But they, she even says when she tells her story later that there were there were five of us. She says there were five of us and it, it took a week, you know. That's right. So. Yeah, in the original there was five, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sally and her <laughs> annoying brother. Her invalid brother. Invalid. But, um... <laughs> So this is where we meet Alfredo cutting up the nudie mags and giggling. With his dead eye. His cataract eye. <laughs> Talking to my good eye. <laughs> but Michelle and Ryan pull up to the gas station. Ryan goes to use the bathroom while Alfredo runs up to scare Michelle with a shrunken head on a spring and takes her photo. So this is very reminiscent of the hitchhiker from Part mm-hmm. 1. And then he tries to sell it to her for like five dollars. <laughs> because he immediately goes, "I got you, I got you, good. Hey, five dollars, a good picture. Five dollars, very much like the, yeah. the hitchhiker." Mm-hmm. And he goes, three sixty nine for you. Three sixty nine today." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" But I I wrote down a shit ton of Alfredo's dialogue because he cracked me up throughout the whole yeah. movie. But Michelle doesn't want anything to do with it and asks him to fill the tank up. He goes, now, "I'll fill you up. I'll fill you up real good." <laughs> well, he goes, "She goes, we're in a hurry." And he goes, "Eh." In a big hurry, huh? I'm going to service you. Service you real good, ma'am. And then he goes around to the back and he's muttering to himself, staring into the, the rear view mirror, looking at her, going, you're going to like it. I do it real good. You're going to like it. It's like, <laughs> fucking weirdo. He's just generally creepy as fuck. He's yeah. the chop top of this movie. Oh, he absolutely is. But Tech steps in and gets Alfredo to back off. 
explains to Michelle that he's a bit touched uh, ever since he lost his job at the old slaughterhouse. So, a bit touched <clears throat> typically means that someone has some mental deficits. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, if you're touched, aren't you touched, like, from the get-go? Well... Or does he mean, like, touched as in, like, he kind of lost his mind? That's I kind of how I okay. took it. Because, I mean, that could be, like, you had some kind of, like, PTSD that has sent you off the deep end. Okay. Kind so of he thing. is the chop top. Right. Okay. And that's kind of where I would... Because, you know, and once again, just like in part one where they're like, you know, oh, my brother, he used to work at the slaughterhouse, but he lost his job, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay. you know, they're, they're all, like I said, they're reinventing the wheel with each movie. That makes sense. Um, but Tex notices the blood on the bumper and asks Michelle about it. She explains that she, she and her friend hit an animal and she finished him off. Why did she lie? Like, what does she think? I'm going to impress the cowboy by being like, I could kill an armadillo. Well, but, she, probably, she wants to sound tough. So yeah. She's scared. But it's just like, she's like <laughs> flirting with him. And she's like, well, I finished him off. Like. Is that really a line you want to use to pick somebody up? I finished him off. Oh, that way. Did you now? (laughs) He's wearing the prettiest little earring. (laughs) Exactly. I think he got it at Piercing Pagoda in the mall. (laughs) Well, then he went for Forever 21. Um, Tex then runs his finger through the blood and tells her not to worry about it, saying there's roadkill all over Texas. Natural order of things. Um, He then hits on her, saying... If you were the last thing I saw before I died, I'd die a happy man. <laughs> right as Ryan comes back and awkwardly tries to stake his claim. <laughs> that was so painful to watch. Mm-hmm. He was just like, he walks up to her and he's like, hey, who's this? And he's like trying to put his arm around her and she's just kind of like pulling away from him. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh. She wants some Vigo. She clearly does. My my dirty beans was cool. She wants Vigo to make yeah. her with goo. Mm-hmm. But Tex <laughs> That's wrong. Are you the key master? (laughs) Tex asks if he could hitch a ride, and Ryan tells him immediately no, saying that they're on a tight schedule. So he looks to Michelle going, is that right? And she's like, I don't know. I guess we could discuss it. Tee-hee-hee. Like, scampers off to the bathroom. You look like you've got a tight schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I just, but I love how she, like, scampers away just leaving the two guys with this heavy tension in the air. Yep. Meanwhile, Alfredo is inside the gas station throwing a little temper tantrum. Don't you ever do that to me, bitch. <laughs> and then he's, he hears her in the bathroom and he goes and peeks through the little peeping hole. Which he doesn't even see anything. I know. He's like, not. it's at the level where, like, all he can see is her poofy hair. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the hair down there. Right. Oh, my Lord. I was, he just, he fucking cracks me up. He's so terrible. <laughs> But outside, Tex tries to tell Ryan about a faster route to get where they're going. He shows Ryan that the map they're using is old and stresses how much better his route is. Now, he did say, oh, you see, this this uh, this map here is from 1973, referencing mm-hmm. the first Texas Chainsaw. Um, and he goes, well, what's, uh, you know, he asks, Ryan asks him, what's the difference? Or, it's, it's still the same distance. And he goes, the difference is it's not good, uh, not a good idea to be messing around these back roads at night when you don't know where you're going. I was like, oh, that's a little foreshadow there. Mm-hmm. But Tex once again brings up needing a ride, telling Ryan that he's just trying to get home. Ryan gets extremely defensive and tells him that they can't help him. Tex stares him down for a moment and then wanders off to find Alfredo. He catches Alfredo peeping in on Michelle and <laughs> he grabs him, dragging him outside. Tells and him, 
also in the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. There's all the magazine oh, yes, pictures of <sighs> naked ladies m- missing like, their chopped up and Well, and that's the thing. Sometimes it was just a head. Other times it was it's like a, a titty and an arm. Like it's like sometimes Ugh. it was a little nipper. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, the, the, anytime I see a movie where they do like the killer does like a partalism thing, it always it really gives freaks me, the, me out. Yeah, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. But <laughs> I love this because. He pulls him outside tell, and tells Michelle that he was having a little peekaboo party with her as the star. And I just love how Weasley of a character Alfredo is because he starts like getting all pissed off. He goes, I was only looking at her. She liked it. She liked it just fine. Go ahead, ask her. <laughs> and he goes, why don't you just shut up, stupid? And Alfredo goes, you shut the fuck up, motherfucker. This is my place. I do what I want my place. <laughs> like, he's just so good. He really is. <laughs> He then runs inside and grabs a shotgun. A shotgun! I'm like, that fucking escalated real damn quick. Yes, it did. Shane's like, why does he even have a shotgun? I'm like, it's Texas. (laughs) Of course he has a shotgun. Josh, am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Both Joshes. But then, you know, Ryan and Michelle jump into the car to try to get away, but of course it won't start because horror movie logic. (laughs) And Alfredo starts ranting and threatening everyone as uh, Tex yells yells at them to get away. Alfredo says to Michelle, you heifer butt, I'm a fuck you in hell. <laughs> I was like, what? Heifer butt? I've never heard that. It's a term of endearment. You should, you should call Steve the next time you see him. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, heifer butt. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I should tell Shane to call me heifer butt. <laughs> Come here, my little heifer butt. Give me a hug. See, our, our buddy Steve always did, like, these the most random insults he'd be like what you doing you old fucking turkey neck like or he'd call you like a fat back or just random a shit fat back. he'd be like what you do a fat back like he's just got the most random like word salad insults that oh are fantastic but so finally the car starts and they speed off as alfredo shoots out their back window Ryan watches as Alfredo shoots Tex. Ryan gets in the back seat because the front seat's locked now? Well, because they were both on the, the driver's side. Oh, and, that, okay. And then, so she it's just jumped in the car. The, yeah. It's later that the door's yeah. locked. Okay. I'm but, like, this ain't driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> but yeah, so he sees Tex get shot, and he's, he's like, holy shit, he killed the cowboy. And she's like, what? He goes, he shot the cowboy, go! So he tells her to take the, the cowboy shortcut, and they turn down the road that they never should have turned down. Um, so back at the gas station, it's suddenly nighttime, and we see a garage door open with this big-ass pickup truck with skin draped across it. So it's the Leathermobile. And so this pickup truck pulls out. It's got its own little Leatherface mask on the hood. Yep. And goes driving off into the night. As Alfredo dances around shooting into the sky going, It's Armageddon, bitch face! It's Armageddon! You fucking bitch! Because <laughs> the trap sprung now, honey. <laughs> I'm like, have I mentioned how much I love this fucking character? And here we go, right? Long, longest school day ever. Longest how night ever. How the fuck did the truck catch up to the car? It was fucking dick. Like, okay. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> if even because... The, we, the last time we got a, a time frame was at night, and when Michelle goes, we'll drive through till morning if I have to. Then we cut, and it's morning. Yeah. And they go to the gas station, and then they leave the gas station, and it's dusk. The only thing I can think of is if they're 
just driving normal 40, 50 miles per hour, and the truck is probably going. There's no cops out there, so he's True. probably he's going probably... 80, 90. <laughs> well, and I mean, I was saying, I don't think that, that but... truck could get up to 80 or 90. I don't know. It was, I... it was moving pretty fast. I know Strasburg and Hibbard can back me up on this. I was fucking <laughs> scared driving in Texas because them motherfuckers drive fast. Like, it's it's like on the throughways and shit, you're doing like 80, 90 miles an hour. Like, it's fucking scary. <laughs> I did not like it. Driving that big ass U-Haul. I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this. But <laughs> it was not I'm okay. picturing you like mm. Oh, I was terrified. <laughs> but I actually made Josh drive most of the way through Texas because I'm like, I can't keep up with I'm too tired. We're towing a car behind us. I don't like this. <laughs> but um So we 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 cut back to Ryan and Michelle driving on the back road arguing. They hear the sounds of a truck, but don't see anything near them. And then we cut to the truck with its headlights off, like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Here I come. <laughs> tickle, tickle. <laughs> then suddenly it turns its lights on and scares the fuck out of them. Speeds past them and hucks a dead coyote out. <laughs> with an earring. Yes. Which then cracks the windshield. <laughs> Did you hit another animal? <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I laugh, because it just drives by and it's like, yoink. The fucking coyote just hits him. But, so the, the windshield gets cracked and Michelle it forces Michelle to like screech to a halt. So they realize when they finally stop that they blew out one of the tires when she was driving all over the place. And they're like, we gotta, you know, we gotta change this tire fucking fast. Like, get out here and let's change it. Um, this is where we also see uh, that the coyote has the same e- earring as the armadillo. And um, they, so they get on the side of the road to change the, the tire in pitch darkness. While they're working, they hear metal creaking sounds coming from the darkness. Now, this whole scene pisses me off. Because she's yelling at Ryan to change the tire. And then she's like, but I'm going to take the light and walk away. He's like, I can't see what I'm doing. She's like, Michelle, I'm serious. And she's like, hurry up, Ryan. Hurry. Like, bitch, show him the light. She is a real fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, she pissed me off. So, oh, yeah, she pissed me off a lot in this movie. Um... But so, you know, Ryan tries to finish uh, changing the tire, and then we see the soy, the soy, source, soy, <laughs> I was going to say source, and I said soy, soy source. We see the source of the noise, and it's old Leatherface with his fancy new leg brace, <laughs> which is causing Run, the Run, Forrest! <laughs> right. And then I just ran, and ran. I think I'm still running. Run, Junior! <laughs> Yeah, he never runs in this, which kind of makes the chase scenes very anticlimactic. Yeah. Because <laughs> in part one and two, he fucking hauled ass after people. But, well, he's also older now. This is true. He's had his belly cut open. With a bum belly and a bum leg. Yeah, yeah. this is true. He, he's taking some licks. He's still ticking, but... So... <laughs> he looks like a flying monkey. <laughs> this is true. So he attacks the car with the chainsaw, sawing the hell out of the trunk and breaking the back window. <laughs> They're trying to get in the car... And Brian just fucking jumps in as Leatherface starts sticking the, the chainsaw through the back window. He's like, oh, fuck, drive! This is the part where she can't get the gears. And, yep. And I'm like, come on. And she's fighting. She's like, it won't go. And then finally she backs up and hits Leatherface. And he gets up and rips the trunk off with his bare hands. Yeah. He's like, you son of a bitch. It just shakes the trunk clean off. <laughs> That'll learn him. They wanted a flat top to cook on. <laughs> so I love it that they speed away. And Ryan goes, he got the trunk, and I fucking lost it. So we smash cut to Ken Foray, a.k.a. Benny, driving along in his little Jeep listening to a funky beat. And 
Meanwhile, Ryan is begging Michelle to stop the car so he can finish tightening the lug nuts on it. And she's like, I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm like, not stopping. If we don't stop, the tire's gonna come off. Stop the fucking car. I will drive to Florida on the rim. Right. So finally she stops. But before, or she's gonna stop. But before she can, old Tex wanders out of the brush all bloody and disheveled going like, Brr. He reminded me of Emil in RoboCop when he's all melty. Yes. And he just steps out into the road and like, help me. <laughs> yes. But. So, so everybody swerves and everybody yeah. flips over. Michelle swerves to miss Tex, which almost hits Benny. So Benny swerves to miss her and they both go into opposite sides of the road. Uh, Michelle and Ryan, they flip their car down a ravine. Because they and, don't wear their fucking seatbelts either. Of course, because they're dummies. And then, you know, Ken, Ken, uh, Benny flips his car and um, we so we see that they're they're both like you know their cars are fucked. So Benny but Ryan gets, like walks it off like nothing. Mm, no, eh, not really, because Benny gets out of his car and he's got like a little cut on his head. Oh, that's right. And he's got to help Ryan, and then he's like, "Save her!" Yeah, and Ryan's like bleeding from the face, like his nose is all bloody and all eh, that. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> it's like, nothing compared to what's coming. It's very true. Uh, but yeah, he seems he seems banged up and confused, and Michelle is unconscious. Uh, Benny gets her out of the wreck and starts cleaning them up. Brian tries to explain what's happening and that they have to keep moving. He's saying there's a guy with chainsaw with a chainsaw and others with guns. And Benny's just like, okay, yeah, chainsaw, okay, yeah. He, he clearly <laughs> thinks he's delirious, and he's like, he's like, uh, he goes, "Did you hear what I said?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, guys with guns and chainsaws, militant lumberjacks, see them all the time." <laughs> So we find out here that Benny and his friends are basically doomsday preppers. So they do the whole weekend warrior thing up in this camp out in the hills. And he says that he's been coming up here every other weekend for several years. And this is the first time he's ever even seen another car on that road. So Michelle comes to and, and uh, Benny tends to her. He gives them both some painkillers and looks them over saying their wounds look superficial. Michelle starts freaking out about Tex saying they have to find him. She tells Benny that about the people, you know, that were chasing them. Benny finally realizes that Ryan wasn't, you know, talking nonsense and that they're serious. So they show him the state of their car. He sees the chainsaw marks for himself. So now he's like, oh, shit. Okay, maybe there are militant lumberjacks out here. <laughs> Michelle and Ryan suddenly get woozy and find out the painkillers Benny gave them might make them a bit sleepy. Mm. This thought is fucking terrifying to me. Yes. The idea of being drugged while you're out in the middle of nowhere being hunted. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Like, that is horrifying. So Benny reassures them that everything will be fine. He goes to get some guns from his Jeep and, er, and to look for Tex. When he gets back to the road, he finds a one-handed weirdo lighting flares. <laughs> Benny explains to him what's going on, and the man babbles incoherently about the glow of the flares and how technology is our friend. <laughs> <laughs> this culminates with the guy basically telling Benny that he's there to flip his Jeep right set up like he's the tow truck driver he's there to help he's so like, how did he know like right because he goes he's like can you help me flip my truck he goes what the hell do you think all these flares are for stupid <laughs> it's just like they really like calling people stupid <laughs> what are those flares for from direction to where to go like I, th I think so, so just because no, it was so dark out there well normally it's to let people know there's a hazard but... True, true. yeah but my only thing was like they're there so he knows how to get to the car yeah, yeah. like it's, it was like a runway right but does he really want to help him oh, yeah. not. of course not but so uh so yeah the, the, with this we find out is Tinker one more member of the Sawyer clan or whoever whatever clan this is in this movie 
Um, Penny thinks he's just another tow driver but at first, but then notices the chainsaws in the back of the truck. He tells Tinker, he's like, oh, hold on one sec, I gotta get something out of my Jeep. And he runs over into the darkness while Tinker watches from behind the wheel of his truck. Benny pulls out a package from his car and begins quickly assembling a rifle and trying to load it. Tinker hits the lights and starts driving right for Benny like, fuck you. <laughs> Benny dives out of the way, but before he can finish assembling his gun and loading it, and rolls down the hill as Tinker crashes into the Jeep. Meanwhile, Ryan and Michelle pass out from the painkillers, which again, that a fucking terrifying concept. At the bottom of the hell, uh, bottom of the hill, Benny is greeted by Leatherface, who goes to attack him with his chainsaw. <laughs> Benny uses his gun to defend himself like a shield, um, and then kicks the chainsaw out of Leatherface's hands because Benny is a fucking badass. Yep. And I love it too because he was just like, "Hey, ah!" <laughs> just fucking booted it. So the two fight for a while. Leatherface put, uh, tries to push Benny into the still running chainsaw. That's another thing. <laughs> Benny Hill. Why do the chainsaws continue running after being dropped in this movie? I don't. Especially in the water. Right. Like you have to hold the trigger. Yeah. But both times he drops the chainsaw, it keeps running. They remove the same. Unless Tech. Oh, Tinker. Tinker. Oh, yeah. Tinker with it. Maybe he tinkered with it. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I'm glad you said that. Because that, that bugged the shit out of me. The whole time, I'm like, why is, why is it still running? Yeah, he, that's what I was thinking. Giving you a present for a job not completed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, so eventually Leatherface pulls out a Dremel with a circular saw and slices Betty's leg. He was like, here's my little pocket saw. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really great. Oh, dude, I laughed so hard when I saw that the first time. Leatherface gets up, grabs his chainsaw, and goes to kill him, but the woman from the opening calls out to Leatherface, saying, Hey, it's me you want! Leatherface sees her, looks back at Benny, kicks him in the ribs, and goes after the girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan and Michelle wake up as they hear the chainsaw. They're still loopy from the painkillers, and they Ryan... They don't know what time it is. Yeah. How... So maybe this, like the, the passage of time mm-hmm. is like how they perceive it being like drugged man but then how about before they were drugged okay they, they were, were drugged, drugged man <laughs> okay this wasn't hours later though like no. they wouldn't be waking up anytime soon no well i think i mean yeah i mean if they were drugged obviously, was it 30 days of night was this really in alaska <laughs> <laughs> i mean for the fact i mean i would hope they would hear the chainsaw way because that's what woke up ryan who was like right. they're out there um yeah, they, they wake up and hear the chainsaw sounds are still loopy, and Ryan tells her that they have to keep moving so they can metabolize the drugs, otherwise they're going to be sitting ducks. So after some effort, they get up and they're off. Cut to Leatherface following the, the crazy chick. He runs across Benny, or I'm sorry, the, she runs across Benny, and she tells him to be quiet. Benny talks to her, uh, blah, blah, blah. Benny talks to her and it becomes clear. Sorry, Rufus, what are you doing? Like he's, distra- being, he's being pretty. I'm just getting distracted. I'm afraid he's going to pull the cords again. But uh, where was I? Benny? Yeah. So Benny talks to her and it becomes clear really quick that she's lost her mind somewhat. She explains that her uh, that the family took them five days ago and killed everyone but her. That there were five of them. And she's been trapped in the woods because they watched the roads, killing anyone who tried to escape. She explains that they stopped to help a guy on the side of the road... Uh, that they had thought had been run over, and that's how they got him. So it was the same trick Tex. that Tex used. Yeah. So Benny thanks her for distracting Leatherface and saving him, and then he goes to light a cigarette and can't find his lighter. Crazy. She hands him 
Chekhov's Zippo. Thank you. I was like, and she gives him Chekhov's Zippo, and then she's like, go ahead and keep it. It's like, oh, I wonder if that'll come back. <laughs> but, um, so the two sit there and share a smoke. She even smokes weird. Yeah, she's holding it with, like, both hands. Yeah. Like, it's a straw. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really... And she's like... Just puffing away. <laughs> Cut to Ryan and Michelle wandering through the woods. Michelle calls out for Benny in spite of Ryan telling her to be quiet. Benny and the girl hear them and Benny... Uh, and Benny she, and the jets. <laughs> she tells Benny they'll be dead soon. And Benny's like, I gotta help him. So he goes off to try to help him and she says she's not coming with him. So she just sits there and smokes her cigarette. Yep. And then here's, hands. here's the creaking sounds. Where's that coming from? <sighs> Uh, in the woods, Benny comes across a swamp with some booby traps, but thankfully he's a weekend warrior and sees them, so he springs the traps. <laughs> booby trap. Back to the cray-cray girl. We see her wandering through the woods, and uh, she comes upon a chainsaw hanging from a tree, and is like, oh, I need to get out of here, and turns and Leatherface grabs her by the throat. Like, the fuck you gonna get away now? Bye-bye. <laughs> yep, now this is one of the scenes that the MPAA just fucking ripped apart. So Leatherface throws her against a tree, takes a saw, and starts sawing into her belly. The uncut version, which you can see on YouTube, basically, he starts sawing into her, and, like, blood is just pouring onto him and onto her, like, just tons and tons of blood. But then you see this amazing cut from behind the tree, where it's clearly an animatronic, mm -hmm. and Leatherface is holding the saw, and her arm is just going, like, blah, 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 like flopping all around, <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious i think i gotta watch it on youtube oh dude yeah. just watch the cutscenes on youtube it's great but uh so she, yeah cray cray girl did she got she done got chainsawed um well then they said smoking kills this is true <laughs> and oh the, yeah a smoking chainsaw a smoking hot chainsaw <laughs> in your belly is that a chainsaw in your hands or are you just happy to see me <laughs> um but yeah, so the, the rest of the, the survivors hear her scream. And they're like, oh, shit. She done got dead. Leatherface eventually sees Ryan and Michelle and begins chasing them. They run through the woods, and Ryan ends up stepping on a bear trap and getting caught. Michelle only looks back for a moment. And goes, oh, fuck it, and then runs off. And <laughs> he's like, hey. She's like, well, bye, girl, bye. And she's dumping him anyway, so what the fuck? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She's a horrible person, this yep. whole movie. He's slowing her down. I don't blame her. <laughs> this this is the equivalent to that kneecap scene we were talking about before. Just kneecap someone and run. But uh, Leatherface comes over and saws Ryan. So, bye-bye, Ryan, we think. Mm -hmm. But uh, Michelle eventually finds a little farmhouse and just lets herself in looking for help. Uh, that boded that bode well in the first one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like in any Texas Chainsaw <laughs> movie, don't go into the house. <laughs> Every time it's bad. And is that supposed to be the same house? Because it, it sure as hell don't look like no. it. No. Well, it's I mean, like... The house from part one, part three, part four, part, well, 3D, like, Leatherface, the prequel, like, none of them look the same. It's Wow, uh, for being poor Texas trash, they sure got a lot of money for renovations. I think they just kill people and take their house. Yeah. That's a real good point. <laughs> I think they're just like, I like this one, let's move in. Or when they kill people, they take their money. That too. So, uh, like property they might not brothers. Be, they might not be poor. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> She's a stay-at-home mom on disability and has uses a voice box. 
He's a he's a drifter with really right nice red nails. Their budget <laughs> is is negative is negative three dollars, and they want two stories, seven hundred thousand square feet on twenty acres of land. What gets me though is like the ones where like like realistically where they they're talking about their jobs. And it's like, you know, oh, I'm a substitute teacher. I work part-time. My husband makes driftwood sculptures. And they're like, our budget is $5 million. Like, how? How is your budget that? Like, fuck you. <laughs> Reality TV, my ass. But inside, she finds a little girl laugh crying, cry laughing. Like, Craf- first, craffing. 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 At first, it looks like she's laughing, but then she's like, <laughs> And she's like, little girl, are you okay? And she runs upstairs. So, of course, Michelle follows her, because why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Into the room filled with human bones. <laughs> and Michelle doesn't, is not put off by the room of skeletons. She's more concerned. She's like, what's this little girl doing? If I saw a little girl run into a room of bones, I'd be like, yeah, you, you know what you're doing. Bye. <laughs> be out. <coughs> Because fuck that. Especially if I was being chased by a dude with a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Nope, I'm out. So Michelle asks the girl what her name is. And she holds up a baby doll with a skull for her head and goes, This is Sally. Mm. (laughs) Then stabs Michelle with a bone shift. And she goes, Yakety yak, don't talk back. And then runs off. What a timely reference in 1990. Why did she name her Sally? Ah, probably Sally Hardesty. But... I never understood what... Like, there are certain lines in movies that just stick out like a sore thumb to me. Mm -hmm. That's one of them. And over Christmas break, I was watching Christmas Vacation. I watched it, like, several times. And there's the scene where Cousin Eddie, like, after the sled scene, Cousin Eddie just looks right at the screen and goes, Bingo! And then they cut hard to another... And I hate it! It drives me nuts every fucking time. think about the actor. (laughs) But, But still, it's like, what? Why is that in the movie? Or like, and I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but with Shallow Hell, where he gets in the car and goes, hope you like bean dip, and then it's a hard cut to the next scene. It's yeah. like, why? <laughs> but yeah, the yakety yak thing, just like, what the fuck? So, Michelle pulls out the shiv and backs away in horror. Suddenly, Tex jumps up behind her and grabs her, looking at the little girl going, boy, they get stupider every time, don't they? And then he drags her away. Cut to Alfredo pulling up in his truck at the swamp, muttering to himself as he drags a bag of body parts out. And then he's just like, like he's feeding the crocs, he throws an arm. But this, I worked on this whole thing because I couldn't stop laughing. He goes, I ain't no run to the litter, and I'll prove it to you one day. What, you think, some, or you think I'm some sort of piece of shit? There's going to come a time when you're going to find out just what kind of human being I am. I'm a human being. Bone patrol for stupid fuckface, huh? I'll show you motherfuckers that's the way it is. <laughs> he has the best line. He's so fucking funny. I'd like to think that he just improved the whole thing. I really think he did. Because <laughs> I really don't think that the writer could come up with dialogue like that. Oh, and it gets, it gets even better in the next scene with him. But back at the farmhouse, Texas, nailing Michelle's hands to a chair. Now, this is another one of the scenes that was cut. Um, in the uncut version... You see him crucifying her hands to the chair, and it's... Dead random crazy girl with a face tattoo. Mm -hmm. She had the same... She had the same marks in her hands. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, that's a good call. 
Um, but it also looked like instead of, because, like, she'll pull up to get out, it yeah. almost looks like she pulled oh, out. fuck. Or maybe it was just the way the blood was, yeah. like, pooling, but it to me it looked like she pulled her hand through. That Anytime I see that in a movie where someone has to, like, pull a blade, like, through... Like, we talked about this in Violent Night, where, you know, Santa has his hand pinned, and he pulls mm-hmm. it down through the... And I'm like, ah, fuck! It's just like, that's gross. But, um... So... He nails her hands to the chair and she's freaking out. Michelle cries and goes, why are you doing this? And the little girl answers, because if you don't poke them, then they don't leak. And if they don't leak, we can't feed grandpa. Mm. Silly. <laughs> what? And then she gets like a washcloth for Tex and he shoves it in her mouth. And then the two of them like use electrical tape. To- <laughs> that's that's a little later because it's okay. after mom. But Oh, that's right. That's but, right. But. This is where she goes and, like, pours liquid down Grandpa's dead throat. She's just like, brr. <laughs> just fucking drooling he's out. He's just sitting there. He's got no eyeballs. <laughs> and this is where we meet the whole clan. So we see, uh, like I said, Grandpa, who I'm pretty sure is just a rotting corpse at this point. I mean, we find out he really is in a few minutes. <laughs> Dust. Oh, my God. Uh, the little girl, Tex, Mama, and Tinker comes in dragging Ryan. Uh, they hook Ryan up to some meat hooks and hoist him up as Tinker puts on an apron and Tex lays out some carving knives. Now, the apron is so pretty. It is. Uh, both of their aprons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but two things here. Number one, they, the way they hung up Ryan is how Ed Gein had the women hung in his yes. slaughterhouse. So mm-hmm. like the hooks through the leg and then the arms tied up so the arms were upward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oof. It's just, it was very creepy to see. Um now, this is the moment we, you were talking about at the top where Tinker is like, you know, Eddie, go and grab it. He's like, he slams his cleaver in the table. He's like, I wish you'd call me Tams. I've asked you time again. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> A tender moment. Are they brothers? Are they brother fathers? I, that was my question. Are they uncle the whole... brother grandpa fathers? I'm like, what role is Tinker playing? Is he the dad? Is he the... The, the brother? Like, what is he exactly? Is Tex the dad? Like... I feel like Tex is, like... Cousin Eddie? Oh, I, I, I feel no. like he's at least a little younger. Alfredo's like, cousin Eddie. Yeah, Alfredo is absolutely cousin Eddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's confusing, because I don't, I don't understand the relation here. And I don't think we're supposed to. Uh, but we also see here that Ryan is not fully dead, which is very unfortunate for him. Um, but this is where they gag Michelle, because she starts screaming... And they, they rip off a piece of Ryan's pants. <laughs> and shove it in her mouth. And then they use electrical tape. And they wrap it around her whole fucking head so, and then push it in. So here's me. Okay? So it's all done on screen. And yes, I know. But still, like me, my brain goes to, oh my god, she's going to rip that off at some point And all her hair is going to come with it. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't! Yep, of course it does. Did, like, the sweat dissolve the glue, the (laughs) adhesive? Horror movie logic. (laughs) But, um, so now, uh, let's see. Okay, we met the Folk Hole Clan. This is my favorite part. We cut back to Alfredo in the swamp with Mm -hmm. Benny watching from the shadows. (laughs) Okay, so Alfredo goes, clean that trap out, Fred. Clean it good. So you motherfuckers don't tell me what I should do. (laughs) He goes... Take your little motherfucking face, Tex, and ram it up your butt. That's what I'm going to do. It's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, arm for an arm. And he opens the bag and goes, what do we got here, Santa Claus? 
He throws an arm into the spot. He goes, I see something. You betcha. I see something. Then yeah, he fishes the arm out. Then he goes, somebody's little puppy dog, aren't you, motherfucker? And he starts throwing parts in. He goes, little, Alf- little Alfredo does this. He does that. You just tell him what to do, and he does it. He cleans. He does housework. He pulls out a woman's severed head, looks at it, and goes, here we got a pretty little one. Yeah. I used to like you a long time ago. You know that? I don't like you no more. Eat garbage. And then he throws her, and he goes, is it soup yet? <laughs> this guy. He's fucking nuts. He's so crazy, but he's so damn funny. Yep. So back at the farmhouse, Leatherface confronts Michelle and puts his headphones on her, trying to share his music with her. She screams through the gag, and he takes the headphones off like, like fine, I don't want to share it with you anyway. You know what it reminded me of? Did, do you remember the MTV bumper back in the 90s where the guy blew his nose? He goes, hey, I made the MTV logo. Yes. And then he goes, I don't want to show it to you anyway. <laughs> that, yes. It was the same energy. Also, you remember the most random shit, and then sometimes it'll unlock a core memory. But most of the time, both Maurice and I are like, what, like, what are the, you smoking tonight, oh, sir? Alfredo mm-hmm. is the drunk from Friday the 13th. Yes. <gasps> yes. I was trying to figure out where that, what the hell he was. Yeah. Yes, he's the drunk. <laughs> I got a high school diploma. <laughs> Uh, but uh, speaking of, of random weird shit, especially like MTV memories, I have a, an enamel pin of this. But there was something I tried to tell people about for years. There was one of... Remember when the 1-900 numbers were huge back yeah. in the 80s? It was like, oh, Freddy has one. The fat boys have one. Everyone's got one. There was this weird, scary alien Muppet that they would show late night on MTV called Freddy Freaker. And he would dance around and it scared the shit out of me as a kid. I thought it was horrifying. Look up Freddy Freaker. This means a little yellow Muppet. I have an enamel pin of him. And for years, I thought it was some fever dream I had had. <laughs> but it was legit. It was real. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, Freddy Freaker. So where were we? Is it soup yet? Yeah. <laughs> Leatherface with the, the uh, headphones. So Tex comes into the room with something special for Leatherface. Oh, good God. <laughs> you find him? Yes. Yes. See? It's horrifying. Like, it, it scared me so bad. <laughs> But I have an enamel pen because I was like, oh shit, he exists. Oh, here he is with the enamel pen. <laughs> yep. I have it hanging up on my pin board. But, uh, so he brings in the special present for Leatherface. And it's a souped up chrome chainsaw with the saw's family etched into the blade. Now, I love <clears> how <throat> this movie is pretty roundly disliked by a lot of uh, Texas Chainsaw fans. Like, they always bitch about this movie being cheesy. Yet, the Saw's family has become, like, the most iconic Texas Chainsaw thing. hmm You know, and it's from this film, so I always like that. Like, even when Ninja Turtles referenced Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they had the Saw's family on the blade. Um, so Tinker comes in all pissed off saying, Looks like you got a present for a job you didn't finish! Because he didn't get Benny. And then Leatherface shows him his Walkman and Tinker grabs it going, Oh, great, another toy! And then throws it into the oven to watch it burn. Throws it into the oven with open flame inside. And no grate. No like grate. It's just an open oven with fire. And, and then Leatherface gets so mad. He ain't having it. He ain't having it. So he gets Tinker down on his hands and knees. And Tinker goes to reach in with, with his, his claw hand. With his claw hand. <laughs> and Leatherface, like, smacks it away. He's like, mm And then grabs his real hand. And then he's like, oh! He's like, oh, son of a bitch, here! And then Leatherface looks at it. 
he looks at his Walkman all melted. He takes the tape out, which looks destroyed, and he walks over to Mama. Like, <laughs> she pats him, going, "There, there, it's okay." Why don't you go do your lessons? Mm. Why don't you go do your lessons? Mm. Oh yeah, Clean we up. didn't talk about that. She's got a little voice Clean box. Clean up for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was thinking about what we were talking about earlier. Um, so yeah, like we were saying, Le- Leatherface uh, cries to Mama, who comforts him. And uh, she tells him to go do his lessons, like you said. And then Tinker and Tex get ready to finish off Ryan. <laughs> finish off Ryan! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Back in the swap, Alfredo sees that the, the uh, traps have been sprung, the ones that Benny triggered. And he goes, hey, who's been dinking around with this thing? <laughs> and Benny comes up behind him and taps him with his gun. And Alfredo, or he tells Alfredo to be quiet, going, this gun makes a very loud bang and leaves a very big hole. To which Alfredo goes... Do I know you? <laughs> and but he goes, how many of you are there? How many sick fucks like you were running around out here? And he goes, hey, baby, I only got one thing to say to you. You know what that is? I don't like the tone of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty asks what the fuck they're doing out there. And Alfredo goes, big surprise. Fuck you, mister. <laughs> Spits on him. And Benny clocks him with the butt of his gun, knocking him in the swamp. And, and then like, he just, like, drowns, apparently. No, he's just like, good enough, and walks away. And I'm like, shoot him. Why didn't you shoot him? Always double tap. Oh, because I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he won't come back. Well, he probably didn't want to shoot the gun because it'll alert everyone. True, true. Also, he saw the bubbles stop. Well, then throw a couple rocks in. <laughs> yeah, right. But He probably draped the... Sp- Oh, oh. oh the soup? Drink the soup, and it soup? gave him superpowers. Oh, superpowers? Dun dun. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <clears throat> so we cut to, to Leatherface in his room, looking at himself in a mirror, and I love this look. He looks at himself and like runs his hand along his face like, oh, man, I let myself go. What the fuck happened? Like, he's got that, like... I'm an old man looking at an old man kind of look. I'm with the man in the mirror. Ooh, ooh. Now, funny little side note. Uh, this was in the trivia. Apparently, this scene was originally supposed to be much longer, and he was supposed to take his mask off. And we were supposed to see that Leatherface actually had a you know physical deformity, um, which eventually was cut out of the script. But they they liked New Line liked it so much. That they held on to it, and then when the when the rights got passed over to Platinum Dunes, and they were looking through all like the notes that New Line mm-hmm. had on, on possible sequels, that made it into that movie. So, which I still hate. That's one of the things I've always said I hated about the remake is that Leatherface is deformed, and that's why he wears the mask. I loved the what they introduced in the first movie, which is each mask represents his personality. He had the hunter. He had the housekeeper, which was like the little grandma mask. Mm-hmm. And then he had like, you know, the pretty lady, which was like, you know. Dinner. Uh, yeah, he was like, oh, this is my dinner attire. Like, mm-hmm. I loved that about Leatherface. So to make him just to be like, oh, he's got a deformity like the Phantom of the Opera, so he wears a mask. Like, come on. So. But them teeth. <laughs> them giant horse teeth. <laughs> but now this scene, when I saw this for the first time as a kid. This scene scared the fuck out of me. In fact, I'm pretty sure this is when I turned the movie off. Because he takes out this speak and spell type device. It's the little robot. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but it's like he, he plays the, this game where it's like, it's called What Is It? And it shows you a clown. 
and he has to type in the what letters it for is. clown. F O O D. Food. <laughs> Try again. F O Oh, and he does it like over and over and over. And he keeps getting over. frustrated. But like, you know, what, 12 year old Mike seeing this for the first time? I'm like, he thinks the clown is food? Oh, I don't like that. Like, <laughs> it really scared me because cannibals have always freaked me out. But like, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Now it's funny. Now I watch it and I'm like, that's oh, fucking stupid. But as a kid, that scared the hell out of me. Well, you know what I say? The only good clown is a dead clown. <laughs> Would you eat a clown, or do you think it would taste funny? I'd give him the leather face. <laughs> Sorry, I had to have that dad joke in there. No, I know. I'm not letting it happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he comes up to the farmhouse and peeks through the window, seeing Leatherface, and goes, what kind of sick shit is this? <laughs> because also when he's, like, looking in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I let myself go. Like, in my head, I'm like, would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. Goodbye Horses is playing yep. in the background. <laughs> but... Back in the kitchen, we see Ryan get hit in the head with a sledgehammer to finish him off. Now, <clears throat> in this cut of the film, Tex seems to do it. So he goes, I always had a hard time hitting him in the head with a hammer. He goes, so Tinker rigged up this little uh, this little one-hit wonder, whatever he had. And it was like a sledgehammer hooked up to the, the ceiling that would swing down like in a pendulum and mm-hmm. crack the guy in the head. Now, in the uncut version, before Tex pulls the trigger, the little girl goes, wait, I want to do it. I never get to do it. So she sits up there, and he's like, all right, you ready? And she's like, ready. And then she pulls it. It You see the hammer hit Ryan, and then you see Michelle scream. So now that is actually on the DVD. That that That's not one of the lost scenes. Like, that actually is in the uncut version. I have a question now that we're talking about Tex again. Mm-hmm. When the fuck did he find time to paint his nails? <laughs> Between taking off all the fake blood from the fake accident and getting dressed up for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't have quick-dry nail polish back then. Sure didn't. <laughs> Was he just like, I can't touch anything. I can't right. touch anything. Will you tie my apron? My nails are wet. It might have just been magic marker. I mean, they are backwood hillbillies. That is true. <laughs> it was a Crayola washable marker. <laughs> Or it was one of those. Remember, I don't. I don't think they make them anymore. But remember the markers that you would just. They had the scents. Like, oh, the sniffable markers. Like the purple one smelled like purple. The black one smelled like <laughs> licorice. Purple. Generic purple number five. So, Beecher and I are doing a dry January to mm-hmm. kind of reset after the holidays. Mm-hmm. And he came over, a, like on Sunday. And he had this electrolyte drink that he got at Rite Aid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was like, oh, so it's like Pedialyte, but for adults. And he's like, yeah, I got purple because, you know, I'm from the falls and purple drank. <laughs> hey, don't be knocking purple drank. <laughs> uh, that's why he got it. <laughs> it's purple drank and there's orange drank. They sell the purple drink at the Rite Aid in the Youngstown. That's good in stuff. The <laughs> All right, well, on with the show. Oh, so after they, they crack, uh, crack Ryan in the head, killing him. Uh, Tex and Tinker start to strip him to prep him for cooking, and they open up his pants and like, "Hey, Ma, look, colored drawers." And then they, they look at each other, go, "California." <laughs> but Tinker makes the comment that they'll have enough sow belly to last him for a while. So Tex turns to Michelle and goes, "Looks like we can wait a while before you get yours," <laughs> and suggests that they let Leatherface have some fun. Mama tells Michelle, "Oh, he likes those private parts," <laughs> and then Tex goes, "He makes the sweetest little babies." So I'm like, okay, 
is the girl Leatherface's daughter? Or when he said sweetest little babies, did he mean, like, they actually taste sweet? Are they eating the babies? I think he makes the babies. Yeah. Because think about it. When they sit down at the dinner table, the little girl comes and sits on his lap. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I think think that's her papa. Yeah, that's kind of the... the, And then, like, in part two, he starts, like, fucking the air with the chainsaw. Yeah, trying to get... Which we never even mentioned that... Uh, Caroline Williams. Oh, was from the part news, two. Reporter. Yeah. news so reporter? Stretch. She was yeah. the reporter, which apparently in the script is Stretch. Is actually yeah, because yeah. she she became the reporter who was like hunting down the clan. Yeah, it's like oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so after she goes, he he likes them private parts, and then she goes goes on to say, I cut my own parts out years ago. Took care of paws too. I'm like, what the? And fuck? she like. Stabs, like... Yeah, she goes, she likes, like, a stabbing, popping motion. It's like, ugh. Like, mama had a baby and its balls popped off. <laughs> no wonder grandpa's dead. He's like, to cut my dick off, to cut my balls off, to feed me blood, I'm gonna die. I'm done. I'm out. His head is just one big tumbleweed. <laughs> but Leatherface then picks up the saw and revs it at Michelle. Now, in the uncut scene... Uh, he gets up and he takes lipstick out and rubs it all over her face. And then she starts screaming at him, which is when he grabs the saw and starts threatening her with it. Mm -hmm. So basically, he was uh, gussying her up for a little playtime. And it's like, oh, oh, fucking creepy. Suck my saw. Oh, God. He probably would do that, too. Like, shove the saw in her mouth. Ugh, fucking chainsaw to the throat. But, uh... Talk about a trigger finger. (laughs) Right? So, when he's threatening her with the saw, Betty looks in the window, sees all this fuckery, and is just like, screw this, and opens fire on the family. And shoots shoots Grandpa through the dead skull. And just, just went comes off. out! <laughs> it's just like the sands of time. His fucking face explodes, and it's like... <laughs> it really, like in a cartoon. And then they shoot Ma. And she's and like... Like, we never even address it. Nope, she goes down and she's out. Mom's, Ma is gone. Now, Tex hits the floor. Tinker gets his ear shot off, which, which... lands on the stove. <laughs> God damn it. But now, and again, you, you, you see the aftermath, but you don't see the action in this. And again, in the cutscene on the unrated DVD, he holds up his hand and goes, Mama! And they blow off part of his hand. So he loses, like, three of his fingers. On his um, only hand? On his good hand, Yeah. <laughs> So, but we, we see later when he's laying there, he's holding his hand all bandaged. Oh, yeah. So, that's just one of the cutscenes. But the, the whole scene is more gruesome. We actually see, like, Mama bleeding out and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, Benny just shoots the fuck out of the family. Um, <laughs> Michelle gets free by ripping her hands free of the spikes, which just fucking ouch. And then tears the... No, because she runs out with the... Benny the gag, yeah. Take the... But well, she, electrical tape off. She goes to run, and Tex jumps on her, and she grabs a knife and stabs him in the shoulder, and then runs out. Oh, that's right. And, that bitch stabbed me. And then you know she runs into Benny, um, who helps her out, like you said. Mm. And he's like, "Oh no, it's me! It's Benny! It's Benny!" And there's not a single hair on that electrical tape. Not one. <laughs> and then we see the little girl run through the house and turn on f- fucking stadium lighting on the property. And they're just, and I love it because Benny goes, what the fuck? Like, he just looks around like, what now? It's like in um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like a lot of uh, influence in House of a Thousand Corpses was taken from this movie. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like Rob Zombie's a fan. 
But, um... <laughs> Run, rabbit! But <coughs> he... So when the, the floodlights turn on, we see Leatherface in the Leathermobile. <laughs> and he revs the engine and Betty's like, fuck this, and he goes to shoot him. He, well, he tells Michelle, run for the hill. So she goes running off to the trees. And While Bruce Dickinson <laughs> serenades her. <laughs> and he goes to shoot. And of course, he's out of ammo. So he just drops to the ground and lays like a stick as Leatherface drives over him. So completely missing him. Um, Leatherface sees Michelle and grabs his saw to chase after her. Michelle is going crazy at this point. I mean, really, can we blame her? And she's like, all right, you and me, motherfucker, come on! And runs off into the woods while Leatherface chases her. In the kitchen, Tinker tells Tex to go get the meat. And Tex tells him to bring out the big skillet, to which Tinker goes, I'll be in hell for breakfast. (laughs) Okay, and we really don't know because this is the last scene we see with Tinker. Did he die? Did he not die? Does he live on to make more Leatherface babies? Who knows? So maybe, like, I took that, I'll be in hell for breakfast. Like, they, there's, like, you'd say, oh, this breakfast is heaven. See, I took it as, He'll be dead. I'll be dead by morning. Yeah. Like, that's kind of okay. how I took it. Yeah. Because he was, like, bleeding all over the place. I kind of took it as, like, I'll be in hell for breakfast. Okay. Like, you ain't, you're going to cook the meat, but I ain't going to be there. That kind of thing. Okay. Um, but Benny rolls out from under the truck, and Tex tries to attack him with a fire axe. Fucking love this scene. This is what I was talking about. A couple episodes ago when oh my we first God. mentioned this. This is ridiculous. Penny goes, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Why can't you just leave us alone? He goes, we're hungry. <laughs> he goes, ain't you ever heard of a pizza? And he goes, I like liver and onions. <laughs> and he swings the axe and ends up uh, hitting the gas tank mm-hmm. on the side of the truck. So he gets doused in gasoline as him and Benny are fighting. And then Tex gets up and he's like, come on, motherfucker. Penny lights his lighter and throws it at Tex. So we get Chekhov's lighter. Tex gets lit up and burns. And then we see the fire trail go to the truck. And Benny's like, oh, shit. And he runs. But when he jumps, he's like, Whoa! He has Danny Glover problems. Danny Glover and Ken Foray are both so fucking big. <coughs> like, they are big men. Damn. When they run, it looks awkward as hell. Watch any Lethal Weapon movie or Predator 2. And when Danny Glover is moving, his limbs are just flopping everywhere. But he's a big fucking dude. So, and like I mentioned this on Predator as well. Arnold Schwarzenegger has the same problem. Like when you're that big, running just looks really funny. Like it's just like it's like you're falling forward just trying to keep your balance. But I accept that. Back to Leatherface chasing Michelle. She gets snagged by one of the traps and gets dragged through the forest and eventually into the swamp with the body soup. She pulls herself up onto the shore, and Leatherface almost gets her, but Benny tackles him into the swamp, where the two start beating the shit out of each other, as the chainsaw just continues to go back and forth in the water. I love how Michelle just cheers on awkwardly as they fight, but doesn't help. She's like, yeah, get him, get him! (laughs) Eventually, Leatherface pushes Benny into the chainsaw, and Benny sinks into the soup. Michelle goes, uh, goes to run, but Leatherface grabs her, she quickly grabs a rock and beats him in the head while yelling, Sorry, little guy. So Shane looked this up. He goes, there's no way she could have picked that up. And he goes, I go, how do you know that? He goes, a rock the size of a basketball would weigh over 100 pounds. I was like, adrenaline. And he just had nothing to say. I have to kind of agree with Shane on this for one reason. Both of her hands are severely wounded. 
Adrenaline. Adrenaline. But how can you... Have you ever had, like, a cut in the palm of your hand? Have you ever been running for your life? I've never been running for my life, but... I'm yes, just saying, I have. When you have a cut in the palm of your hand, it's hard to just close your hand, let alone pick something up. She had holes <clears> clean <throat> like, fucking Quentin Tarantino-sized yeah, holes. When your adrenaline's like that, you don't feel pain. Yeah, but I don't think your muscles could move properly. You just had part of your muscles uh, ripped out. I don't know. Would anyone... Would anyone at home like to... <laughs> But, Volunteer but, for an experiment. The, the thing I would, <laughs> the thing that I, I I always think about though is like we see her later. She's holding her hands like they're just kind of shaking, but then she immediately like starts using them again like nothing's wrong. Yeah, because she drives. <laughs> yeah, and she uses a gun, so it's like I don't know. It just it, it it it's weird. But again, in the uncut scene, there's many more strikes. She doesn't just hit him twice in the head. She keeps repeating, "Sorry, little." guy and hitting him with every word over and over and over again until he finally sinks into the soup but in this one she just hits him once and says sorry little guy and he sinks into the soup um cut to morning because why not and we see michelle it's been a hot day's (laughs) night and he's been hunting like a dog he's been hunting the dogs but we cut to morning we see michelle walking out into the old out to old dusty road so, Where there's just, like, giant tires at the end of the driveway. Like, and, and set a spell. Just, like, an oil rig in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. With fucking fire shooting out of it. Like, sure, why not? Suddenly, Alfredo's truck pulls up in front of her, and she screams, but, oh, it's just Benny. He lived. Just had a minor chainsaw wound to the head. Is his skull, like, titanium? I don't know. But he's got a big old flap of skin hanging there. She's merely a flesh wound. So Benny gets her into the truck and makes his way around to the driver's side when he gets clonked in the head with a hammer and falls. Out pops Alfredo, who goes, It's knock-knock time in Lubbock. I'm back. Hmm. He shadows the window open while muttering to himself about how she's a heifer butt. Hmm. <laughs> how, how she liked four eyes, but she's going to like him better. Hmm. And then she sees the shotgun in the truck and grabs it. As he grabs her, she ends up biting his hand while he's going, I, I like your skin. I ain't never been with a California girl before. <laughs> so what the fuck? She lets him go. She, he jumps into the back of the truck right as she levels the gun at him. He goes, I hate when this happens, you know? He goes, I guess this ruins our chances of Saturday night dinner, huh? <laughs> he goes, what's the likelihood of a brainless little bitch like you even knowing what to do with a gun like that? And then she shoots him right in the head. She cocks and goes, pretty damn good. Be backwoods motherfucker and shoots him dead. Shane's like, that's murder. I'm like, it was self-defense. He goes, no, he backed up. (laughs) I'm like, will you just stop? (laughs) She then helps Betty into the truck who's just like, fuck, what the hell happened? And they kick Alfredo's body out of the truck and she looks at Betty and goes, there's roadkill all over Texas. And he goes, you got that damn right. And they drive off into the distance as Leatherface steps into frame behind them and revs the saw. Credits, the end. Now, different ending of that is we see a cop car pull up. And it's driven by Tinker. Um, and it, was, it was Tinker and the, the little girl and I think Alfredo gets into the car with them. And that, that was one of the ones that was lost. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the scenes that's actually on the DVD is you see a cop car drive by them with the little girl in the back seat pointing at uh, Michelle laughing. So it's like, okay, so the little girl got it. Leatherface's daughter, the next movie. <laughs> but 
Hey, they did Dracula's daughter. This is true. This is true. Um, we did talk a lot about a lot of the trivia already, but a couple things to note is that the, uh, the this was the final movie to be given an X certificate by the MPAA before the rating was replaced with NC-17, which I found kind of interesting. Um, this was submitted 11 times to the MPAA. On each submission, more and more footage was cut out, and some of that was lost forever. Um, the original script was much more brutal with explicit gore sequences. The producers objected to many of the scenes, one of which had a nude man being split down the middle while being hung upside down. They had to wait for Terrifier and a woman to do that. Right. Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, guy hung from the ceiling, they split him balls up. That's right. He's That's not right. naked, but they split him balls up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, there's, I wish I could remember the name of the documentary because it was so fucking good. I don't know if it's Red, White, and Blue American Terror or it's something of that. They have a whole section about the MPAA and they talk heavily about this movie and about how the MPAA was trying to prove something with this film. Mm -hmm. So they just, they destroyed it. Like they just butchered it. And this is one of the reasons I hate the fucking MPAA because like they not only, they, first of all, they, they. They take apart horror movies way more than any other genre, which is bullshit. Because a lot of, like, action movies or drama movies have more disturbing sequences than horror movies. But yeah, they, they talk about it on, on that documentary of just how, like, the MPAA actually has, like, a number of thrusts you can have in a sex scene. A number of stabs that can be in a stabbing scene. Like, it's... How can you get hired by the MPAA, I wonder? I... I... Lord of I Lord of I only know. But uh, it's uh, it's fucking ridiculous. I wish they would just get rid of it. I really do. I hate the MPAA. So how would you rate movies then? I mean, I feel like... I don't know that I would rate movies, honestly. Like, I feel like there should be... See, I have a problem with censorship in general. I feel like that it should be up to the viewer to decide, like, is this something I want to watch? Um, I mean, yeah, that I know saying that it's, it's a little obtuse. I, I, there has to be some kind of rating system, but at the same time, like the people that are in charge of it, like maybe there should be an MPAA for horror movies or one for drama. Mm -hmm. And a, you know what I'm saying? To be like, no, this, this genre allows for this type of stuff. So we're not going to, we're not going to rate these kill scenes on what, you know, mom pa kettle want to watch right versus what the average horror movie fan wants to watch and you're seeing some of the pullback from that ever since streaming got around anyway mm -hmm. because like we're not too worried about what's going to theaters so and we, foreign films too like think right. about martyrs exactly and, shit, yeah or three extremes um but yeah like i don't know i just i fucking hate the mpa i was just i was just curious yeah no, i just it bothers the shit out of me this could be a conversation but, for a special episode it could be but uh kane hodder was at the stunt the stunt coordinator, coordinator and his stunt double so he played leatherface in a few scenes uh he also played leatherface in the trailer that came out before the movie even had a director hmm <laughs> Um, director Jeff Burr was fired at the beginning of production when no one else would but when nobody else would accept the job, he was rehired. <laughs> uh, he claims that he was probably the 50th director offered the job as names like John McNaughton, Peter Jackson, Sam Raimi, Tom Savini, Scott Spiegel, Rennie Harlan, and many others turned it down. He also claimed that New Line forbade him from speaking to, to Toby Hooper about it, but never found out why. Toby Hooper was originally supposed to be involved with this movie, but apparently New Line did not like his idea for the script, 
And when they wanted to shoot it, it was around the time he was shooting out of the movie anyway, so he couldn't do the movie. Hmm. But um, the chainsaw in the movie weighed approximately 80 fucking pounds. So that scene where they're like, oh, it's a heavy son of a bitch. That wasn't fake. He swole. <laughs> right? It's always arm day for Leatherface. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, most of the trivia on here we already talked about. But if there is a lot of cool stuff listed on IMDb. So if you guys are interested in, in some other little details and behind the scenes, definitely check that out. But do you guys have any last minute things to say about Leatherface before we close the book on this one? Nope, nope. it was a fun ride. No. Nope. All right. Well, for those of you not following us on the socials, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. We no longer have X because fuck that shit. We the do only have... X we have is love for that movie X. Yes, and X going to give it to you. Yep. <laughs> uh, we do have a Patreon, which is $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. The higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and birthday picks, stuff like that. Uh, we're also part of the Rad Pantheon Network. And uh, just check out radpantheon.com and radpantheon on all the socials for other podcasts like this one, as well as rad artists and musicians just doing rad stuff. Our next episode, for anyone that wants to watch it, will be episode 207, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. So we're getting closer and closer to putting the, the or closing the, the book on Freddy. Did we do Freddy um, versus Jason? We not did. yet. That's no. going to be our final Friday the 13th movie. Because the way things are currently lining up, uh, we will be doing uh, Freddy's Dead next week. And then probably sometime in the summer, we might get... Uh, New Nightmare thrown in there. And then there's a Friday the 13th, I believe in September, which will be Freddy vs. Jason. And then we will have both franchises completely done. So And it only took us a few years. Yeah. I mean, unless we ever want to do the, you know, Never Hike Alone or whatever that, uh, you know, the fan movies are. Which are good. But, but all right, folks, I think we're going to wrap this one up here. Longer than the movie. It is longer than the movie, but it was a lot to talk about, and I did quote everything that Alfredo said. You did. So, <laughs> And you know what? This episode is better for it. <laughs> Indeed. But all right, guys, so as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> don't you motherfucker tell me what I should be. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you.